Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. What is now? On ESPN Radio. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for rolling with us here on this Monday. Hope you have a great start to your week. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years. And happy to say so. You missed it in the first hour. Jam-packed first hour. Gave you the whole rundown of all the high school action on Friday night on the gridiron. We also... Give you a whole rundown on Montana's big-time 31-23 win at number 20, UC Davis. Heard from Bobby Houck, Braxton Hill, and Aaron Fonts from the Grizz. Also heard from voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran, as well. We also heard from Brett Vegan, Montana State head coach. His team undefeated this week as well. They had a bye. Pretty easy to win that one. But the Cats, number two in the country, coming into this game against Cal Poly. And uh, then the challenges begin. Montana State, maybe a trap game on Saturday. I don't think so, though. And then they got to go to Sac State and to the University of Idaho. So big time ones coming up for uh, Montana State uh, as well. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day. Time now for the Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, in studio at S. Marty Mornoweg, more than a quarter century in the NFL. Proud to have him on board with us again to analyze all things uh, National Football League. Probably presented by Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking, and the Monday afternoon quarterback. That's Montana's brand of the NFL. We always got to start, though, Coach, with even a traveling man. You tired of the windshield time yet? I will tell you we have been traveling to Fargo, North Dakota, to Flagstaff, Arizona, and then I just went, my wife didn't go with me, down to San Jose and then made the a truck trip, you know, uh, up to to Davis and then back and then spent most of Sunday watching a couple NFL ball games with my mom. So you just drove to and from San Jose, though, right? You didn't, yes. you didn't, didn't drive all the way down no, to California. No, no, I flew in. Say, man, that is bold to go to Fargo and then the Flagstaff and then California. That, that would be like 6,000 miles in a month. My wife and I loved both of those car trips, right? We took a truck. <laughs> yeah. However, after the Flagstaff trip, I said, okay, I loved it, but not again. <laughs> yeah, not again for sure. Well, uh, glad to have you back. Um, 
Your thoughts on, on the Grizz win? I mean, I thought they made uh, adjustments on both sides of the ball. They've been a little bit stubborn to make adjustments in recent years, but I thought they did make good adjustments, and they got their big quarterback going, especially in the first half, and uh, they came up with definitely the win of the season so far if you're Montana. Look, Coulter, everybody knew that the Montana Grizz were going to win the ball game. Why? It was the wives' trip, the coaches' <laughs> wives' trip. My wife, Lindsay, says... Coach's wife's trip, it equals wins, period. She cannot remember a wife's trip as, <laughs> as a loss. She can't remember it. I was talking to her the other day about it. And look, look, they celebrate the wives on one trip a year, Yeah. right? Typically, wherever you are, it's it's a warm weather trip. Typically, you know, they go to California or, or Florida or, 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 or Vegas. Uh, the, the, the Vegas in the NFL is becoming wives' trip For territory. Sure. <laughs> right. But so they celebrate. Why? Because the wives are so important. They're really important to a football program. And yep. Stacy Hauk, what a great ambassador she is, uh, very involved in the community, great support for the football team, and all those other wives. Why? Why do they do this? Because the coaches are never, they don't get home totally. uh, very much. And so, uh, like my wife says, we knew that the Grizz were going to win because it was the wives' trip. <laughs> well, I love it. And uh, it certainly is impactful. I mean, I think sometimes people forget that, you know, everybody involved in, in football organizations are just just people that have real lives, that have wives and families and all that sort of stuff. So it, 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 sometimes we forget. I was talking in the in the normal meeting with the Cal Davis coach, mm-hmm. what a character Dan he Hawkins, is! Dan Hawkins, oh buddy, Dan Hawkins, he he will tell you what he thinks. Oh yeah, about anything you ask. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and, and he knows a lot of stuff about uh, a lot of stuff, not yeah, just yeah, football. Yeah. I think the problem is though, some of them they know a little about a lot. But, <laughs> yeah, right. But but it sure seems like he did. But he 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 mentioned he goes, man, people don't understand because it was just you know a yak session just yeah, sure. a little bit, and he goes. People don't understand these coaches and, and they're battling they're battling for their mortgage they're battling to right. get their kids into college and yep. you know all they're they're really battling so if you if, if as a fan if you can step back and look at the big picture uh you know they're doing everything they can it may not look like it at times but every play they call every play they design every defensive call it's typically for some good reasons, right. even if it doesn't work. And I learned this a long time ago, well, decades ago. If something doesn't work, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was a poor call or a sure. poor you got to dig into that. Many times it is. Many times it's a wrong play to call at the wrong time or a, a, a poor design or you didn't give your quarterback uh, uh, enough juice to be able to change the play to this. Or, all right, so but, but every now and then, it was a pretty good play call, and then somebody doesn't execute, so then it goes back to the coach. Sure. The coach can't blame it on the player for not executing. We should have got one more rep, or I should have taught a little differently. So there's a there's a, a lot of, of outside pressure on coaches. That doesn't matter. They typically ignore it. Why? Because they put the pressure on themselves totally. uh, day in and day out. Well, I thought that uh, when it came to some of the stuff that they schemed up on Saturday, UC Davis was running... Uh, an eight- and sometimes nine-man box. Davis is very good defensively. I was very impressed with their defensive line. Their linebackers ran really well. And number four, Rex Conner is a big safety. He comes downhill and he hits you. He actually got run over, though, one time. And uh, I thought that was a tone-setting moment in the game as well. But with the, the stacked box, Montana sort of chipped away. They threw a bunch of screen passes to loosen it up a little bit. 
and then boom, they hit the home run, and that's kind of what you do, right, Coach? I mean, yeah. you wear it out until all of a sudden then you call the toss sweep, and boom, Eli Gilman's 85 yards to pay dirt. Yeah, well, that's that's the, the – the, I thought it was a good game plan going in by UC Davis, right? For sure. Stop the run. Especially given what Montana had done the last couple weeks that's with Clifton right. McDowell at quarterback. That's right. Let, uh, uh, let's see if Clifton McDowell can pl- complete some passes. So I thought Brent Peace uh, and Bobby Houck there did a nice job with their offensive game plan. They didn't beat their heads against the wall. Totally. Right? Uh, so Clifton McDowell threw the ball 32 times. I didn't think there would be a game unless they got way behind. Totally. Where Clifton McDowell would throw the ball 32 times. And he did a he did a heck of a job, I thought, except for the fumble at the four. Yep. Right? Ball security wins games, period. The, the, the instant that you become a lackadaisical with ball security, right, uh, something like that uh, has a chance to happen. Now, the good thing is, the good thing is that he kept playing. Right. He didn't get pulled. Which has been a, it has happened in the past. <laughs> yeah. I think I think now wouldn't you agree with where they're at right now? They're at the midpoint of the season. This kid, they were way back and forth with these quarterbacks, but now since McDowell has been the guy the last couple of weeks, they have an identity. He's a senior. That seems like everybody around him's playing with more confidence. I just think they got to ride with this guy. I mean, he, he he's emerging as not only a good player but a leader as well for their team. I, I don't know. I think that they they found their guy at quarterback. Absolutely, 100%. I, I feel like that. Now, Clifton McDowell has earned this thing. That's right. And that was quite a battle now. Yep. Because, and that's tough to do when you're going one quarterback for a half, the other quarterback for a half. And, and, and it's, it's very difficult for a quarterback, and that is the leadership position, or one of them, right? Yep. It's very difficult for a, a, a young man to lead a team when he's in and out at the quarterback position. When you play quarterback and you're the starting quarterback, you're vaulted into that leadership position. It looks like Clifton McDowell, is. it looks like he's uh, from afar uh, leading the team pretty well. And I think the Grizzlies are in great shape right right here at about midseason. And, and they're going to be uh, uh, going down the stretch with some tough games. So the big time win at UC Davis, 31-23. The Grizz come out on top. This is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornoweg. In studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, presented in part by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana. Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and help communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. Happy 70th anniversary to Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. All right, Coach, we talked about this a lot last year, and I, it's it's come up again, and it's driving me nuts. I can't believe that people just won't accept that Brock Purdy is one of the better or if one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He is unbelievably consistent. I know he's a seventh-round pick. I know he's got a baby face. I know he wasn't supposed to be the guy because they wanted Trey Lance to be the guy. At this point, right. though, I mean, besides the game he blew out his elbow, the kid has never lost a game in the NFL as a right. starter. He was balling last night, and still Twitter say, well, you know, it's a system. He's a system guy. I, I just don't buy into it. I think the guy has guts. I think he's got savvy. I think he's got confidence. He's got it all. I think people just need to get over his background because I just think he's so good. It doesn't matter where you came from. Great quarterbacks come from 
every part of the country. It doesn't matter where you're drafted. Now, I will say about half the quarterbacks are highly drafted. Oh, for guys. sure. But the other half come from seventh round, sixth round. You know, Tom Brady totally. was a sixth round. Joe Montana was a third round. Uh, uh, Kurt Warner was a college free agent and bounced around a little bit. So, this man, here's what he's got. He's got a quick decision-making. He throws the ball accurately. He understands timing. It was a seamless transition uh, from college to the NFL. Some have trouble with that. Some great ones. It might take a couple right. of years, right? He just seamlessly transitioned. He's got great confidence, but he also has just the gut instincts that are kind of hard to explain. The way I explain it is the man typically does the right thing with the ball. Right. Yes. Uh, some people have to sort of learn that and get experience. He sort of does all of that naturally. You kind of see a little bit more than other quarterbacks. You feel a little bit more than other quarterbacks. He's got all of that. The system part, I do agree with, though, Coulter. Yeah. It is fantastic uh, that he's in that system. They fit each other. However, really good players overcome systems. That's right. Uh, you know, so, so. And I would I would suspect that he would be really good in any system. Right. I think he's particularly good in Kyle Shanahan's system. Uh, I totally agree. And my argument for those that say it's only the system, it's only because he's got all these playmakers around him. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins, and you know, you could go down the line. They've had a, a whole bunch of quarterbacks in this system since Kyle Shanahan took over. And Brock Purdy's playing better than any of them. Yeah, they had a first-round pick. Now, I he mean, went through some injuries. And then, sure. and then you got to give Brock Purdy uh, a few kudos for coming back from this major elbow injury so quickly. Right. I mean, this guy uh, was productive right off the bat. I had I had uh, second thoughts about him starting that early. I thought sure. it may be a quarter of the way through the season before he may or should be available. Well, and the other thing is, okay, Joe Montana's got the, this great savvy and this great confidence and all that. He also had the great fortune of playing for Bill Walsh in one of the most innovative offenses in the history of the National Football League. Tom Brady, same thing. He's got the, this edge. He's got this leadership ability. Two he, totally different systems, by the way. Totally different systems, but they cater yeah. to the guys. That's right. So many quarterbacks are quote-unquote system quarterbacks because you build the system around the quarterback, but also the, the, the quarterback thrives in the system if you have a good system, right? Yeah, and... You look at all the head coaches that are or going to be in the Hall of Fame. They all had great quarterbacks. That's right. Or and and really, really, Gibbs was the one outlier because he won, I believe, three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Totally. But they all played really well down the stretch and into the playoffs for him. But but yeah, head coaches and systems and quarterbacks. Go hand in hand. And let, let's say the West Coast system, which I'm the expert at, right? That's right. That's, that's big enough, right? There's all kinds of different styles totally. of quarterbacks right. that right. can have great success in that system. Right. It's not tailored for just a drop back guy or just he has to be a movement guy or he has to be a, uh, have running ability or, or right. any of that. There's been so many hundreds of quarterbacks have great success in that one system. Well, I mean, to look at your career, Marty Mordoway again, studio with us. I mean, Brett Favre, Donovan McNabb, Lamar Jackson, they're all completely different type of quarterbacks, but you could find stuff within the scope of a similar system for all of them, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's uh, a really good system on offense or defense 
has to be big enough and has to have enough yeah. stuff in it to where if you get a middle linebacker that's like, then you do certain things. If you have a if you have a drop back quarterback, then you tailor that big system. You use the parts that are that quarterback's strengths. Because if you play to the quarterback's strengths, what's that do? It gives him a chance to have success. Well, that quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports. So why wouldn't you do that? That equals more points. It equals more wins for the whole team. It's very simple. A couple other things from this uh, weekend that uh, I, I, I wanted to ask you about. Um, they're really going all in on these London games. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. I was actually... Not surprised the Jags beat the Bills yesterday because they'd been there. That's right. Right? They'd stayed all week, and then the Bills don't get there till Friday. Now, this week, though, John Harbaugh is smart. The Ravens left today because yeah. he wants to be over there for a week. Because you talked about this last week. If you go there just the day before the game, you're just sleepwalking, we right? We did that. We did that. John Harbaugh has changed <laughs> you know, his, his he philosophy. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a very difficult thing. And then we did some things that I just... Would not ever do again. We got off the plane, basically, checking out and went to practice. Right. I mean, we were zombies. Yeah. I mean, I had to juice myself up to, 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 uh, to you know, coach uh, that practice. Uh, you, I, I really believe you got to give the fellows at least 24 hours, right, to recalibrate themselves. Get some food in them. Get some sleep in them. Let them relax just a little bit. Then go at the game plan. So that's, what's, that's what uh, John's doing this week. Now, I, I think it's a real uh, 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 positive for the Jaguars. You know, their owner, the Jaguars are always over in London. They've yeah. kind of become experts. They stayed, so they went in there at one and two. Right. They leave London and they're three and two. Yeah, totally. Because they kind of know how to how to approach that thing over there. It'll be interesting to see if they they move there because that's been sort of the speculation. That's why they're like the experts of it. It's closer than most of the other teams in the NFL, but also their owner. He's got ties there. So, I don't know. We'll see. If there was a team in London, though, that I don't know. I just feel like that would make scheduling so hard because you'd have to have a team going across the pond eight times a year at least, nine times a year. Yeah, but follow the money. No, totally. Uh, you know, I get it. Once that thing goes, it's already worldwide, right? But, sure. But you put a team. I've, I've, I'm surprised that there's not one in Mexico yet. Totally. I, I, I really agree. thought that would might be the first one because yep. – uh, the people in Mexico, they're football crazy now. Oh, totally. Yeah, you know, yeah. so, uh, but, but yeah, I would expect, now it may take a decade or two to actually do that. Right. Uh, how much of that time have we chewed up? Uh, so, yeah, it may be coming. I wouldn't be surprised. A couple other notes from yesterday in the NFL. Uh, Justin Jefferson, somebody that I know that pretty much everybody that's listening has them in the, at least in their fantasy league, let alone maybe on their fantasy team. Uh, stud wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he's up in the air right now. He pulled his hamstring yesterday, so we'll see what happens with that. Other impactful injuries from yesterday. Daniel Jones got wrenched on the neck, and, and he's already had a neck injury, so that's certainly one to watch. The Giants have been not good at all with him at the helm, so I can't imagine it's going to get any better without their franchise guy. And then Anthony Richardson. Man, we talked about young quarterbacks, Coach. This kid's been so good when he's been in. You loved him coming yeah. out of, of Florida, but... The, the the kid he's got he's got to figure out a way to protect himself yeah. a little bit because he's already got knocked out twice. It's only five games into his uh, career. That's not a good thing no. either, Coulter. When you start getting knocked out, no, uh, because those are serious consequences there. All right, so 
Here's the problem. I was on a, a, a Zoom call with the 33rd team. Yep. You know, and the, and the doc was on on one call. And man alive, there's a lot of quarterbacks that have already been injured in the National Football League. And that's not correlating with all these rule changes we've had over the past 20 years to protect the quarterback position because they're so important to each team and they're so important to the NFL because in most cases, these men are the face of the franchise. It just hasn't correlated. And why? I suspect a little bit of it is because you're getting these mobile type of quarterbacks who have yet to learn. Yes. Like you just said, how to protect themselves and what they can and can't get away with because these people that they're their opponents are being paid. They're being paid <laughs> exactly. to take the quarterback out of the game. And I'm not saying hurt him, you know, sure. but that's their job is to hit him and hit him hard. Marty Morneway again in studio with me, Coulter Nuances, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Coach Marty just mentioned the 33rd team, the33rdteam.com. So the word the, then 33rdteam.com. If you haven't checked this out, go check it out. It's a great place for information all the way around the NFL. They have Coach Marty as well as dozens of other contributors that have had uh, careers in the NFL, ties to the NFL. It's a really good in-depth look. I go on there all the time and learn a lot from it. So go check out the 33rdteam.com. A cool moment for those that are FCS fans and Big Sky Conference fans. The Eagles and the Rams played yesterday. The Eagles got a big-time win. We'll get to that here in just a little while. Everybody knows that Cooper Cup is one of the most famed and, and accomplished FCS alums of all time. Super Bowl MVP and, and has been so great for the Rams. He returned to action yesterday after missing the first month of the season. Uh, obviously, Eastern Washington alum. Dallas Goddard, also a, a household name at this point, a kid out of South Dakota State. So there's another FCS tie for you, the tight end for the, the Eagles. But there was another cool one between two guys that have been sort of living the life of the practice squad. And then they both broke through and got onto active rosters. Former teammates going against each other. Sua Opeta, who's an offensive lineman for the Eagles, and Jonah Williams, who's a defensive lineman for the Rams. Both those guys out of Weber State. So just a, a fun note and a, a testament to, to Jay Hill, the great coach there at Weber State for the last nine years leading up to this year. Uh, he did a great job recruiting and developing those guys. And I don't know, I always think it's cool, Coach, because in the NFL, you can hang on practice squads for a little while, but then there's a moment where you, it's actually required that you get onto an active roster. These guys rode it, basically taxi squad it until the end, and then they got on active rosters. It's just cool when you see guys sort of emerge, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're on the 53 and you're in the game. O'Connell. Yeah, Patrick O'Connell. Look, if they didn't have a taxi squad, some of these guys would have initially made the team because right. they're not going to turn loose. A really a man that they think in two years, let's say, right, is going to be a productive. These guys are too productive in the preseason. Right, they're, they're right. So that's how, and then and then they develop them yep. for a year or two, yep. or maybe even three, and then they make the squad. And everybody knew that that was right. going to happen. Right, right. Unless they uh, just start laying big eggs all over the place. Well, you saw with Alex Singleton too. I mean, he was on the practice yep. squad for the uh, the Vikings. And then he figured out that if you have any sort of Canadian citizenship, you can go to CFL and you can get drafted way higher as a native Canadian. So he did that, was a CFL MVP, and works his way back around. Now all of a sudden he's a starting inside linebacker for the Broncos. So a lot of times these guys aren't breakouts right away. But when you get there, then all of a sudden you could be a viable player uh, in the uh, the NFL. Coulter, one thing, uh, the FCS, huh? 
There are really good coaches. Yes. There are really good players, talented, talented players. And I just got to say this. Our family, we hit the trifecta this week. Oh, yeah. We didn't Columbia, even give you the... North Dakota State, winna, winna. And then the Grizz win at UC Davis. You know, the one thing I called, I think on the TV, I called him Cal Davis once. You yeah. know, I grew up in that area. Sure. It was UC Davis, Cal Davis, Cal State, at, sure. you know, at Davis. You know, and the, the SID came in and whispered to somebody, and they're going, okay, they want us to call it UC Davis. Right. That flipped me back to when I was coaching. I was coaching at Southeast Missouri State. And, you know, it's in the boot hill. You got a sure. little southern Cape accent. Gerardo, baby. You go, I'm, I go to SEMO, you know, and then, and then the new president comes in and says, I don't want to hear SEMO again. I don't, we're calling Southeast. Didn't happen. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, too many generations right. have called it all of those things, but they want to know, be known as UC Davis, University of California at Davis, which uh, kind of, I was kind of going uh, snickering at just a little bit. <laughs> totally. Who did NDSU beat this week? North Dakota State beat Missouri State, which right. I believe has been good. The Grizz opens up with next yep, year, right. I believe, at home here at Washington Grizz Stadium. By the way, Washington Grizz Stadium is a fantastic place. I mean, I mean, come on, we are really lucky oh, man. to have the players we have playing for us, the coaches we have, and the facilities that we have. It is. It's. I mean, to me, I can't proclaim that I've been to all of the venues around college football. In fact, I've been to very limited venues when it comes to the Big Ten and the SEC, but I have been to pretty much all the venues out West, and it compares with any of them. I mean, it really is. It's on yeah. par with pretty much anybody out West. So uh, it's certainly lucky to have a uh, an awesome, I guess two awesome home field advantages here in the state of Montana on both sides of the Continental Divide. You see Davis brand new, beautiful. It is beautiful gorgeous. stadium. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't hold the candle <laughs> to the Washington Grid. And all those facilities are connected to it. Absolutely. Progression and regression. Who made moves either way in the NFL? That's next. Keep it right here. No one is now. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Barty. Barty Mornawake in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for tuning in, whether you're listening, watching, or streaming. Appreciate Jeff for manning the board in the back. Uh, Andrew will be back before you know it. And uh, 
as always, a jam-packed Monday show. Let's do some progression and regression. Who looked better? Who made some strides? And who maybe uh, left some frustrations from the week that was in the NFL? My first in the progress category, Coach, is the Chicago Bears. And I know you got to take it with a grain of salt when you're talking about Thursday night football because it is several less days to prepare. A lot of times you see some surprising results. That said, the national media has been going crazy for three, had been going crazy for three straight weeks, all about Justin Fields. This kid, he doesn't got it. They got to trade him. They got to bench him, yada, yada, yada. I never believed that. I thought he was really good at Ohio State, and I thought if they would just adjust what they were doing with him and just let him right. get on the edge and let it rip a little bit, they could do it. Well, what did they do? They start running some naked bootlegs. They start rolling him out. All of a sudden, he's whistling it, and the guy throws four touchdowns. He looks like the best quarterback in the NFL on Thursday night. Uh, you, you know, I'm telling you what those inexperienced young quarterbacks, I mean, there were times where I'd say, okay, look, you got, the whole offense, we're going to get this man right here right. out to the numbers. Right. And then he can do some business out there, you know, uh, four or five times a game. In fact, I got a call. Uh, from Flugrad, Aaron Flugrad, sure. who's coaching a true freshman yep. down there, and they they had a big game uh, uh, this week, and so he called. And, okay. and you killed Weaver State, twenty-seven ten, big time win on the road. And how do you handle uh, you know such a young and experienced guy? Well, here's what you do, right? Go forward. Make sure you're, you're game plan. Go forward. Let's stay out of too many third and seven pluses. And when we get in them. Keep that young and experienced quarterback out of the mouth because yes. bad stuff tends to happen on the third and long and third and long pluses, right? If the man's mobile, get him going a little bit. Play directly to his strengths. You understand this man can do five or six things really, really well. Do those things. Design those things. Uh, uh, you know, keep, keep your opponent off balance with personnel groups, formation shifts, all those things. So, and, and, and don't ever think that you're going to be as good situationally uh, as a veteran. I'm talking red zone, backed up, two minute, four minute, right? 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 So you play directly to the young man's front. So when you get in those third and eight and third and 10, third and 12, you tell the whole team, don't be surprised if we do something uncommon. Uh, you know, and and still try to pick the first down up, but we're keeping this guy out of the mess. And and game plan wise, in that red zone, backed up four minute, two minute. Although, okay, isolate what he does really, really well, and design the plan right around his strengths. And those things, and you might have a chance to be as good or even a little bit better in those situational aspects of the game. Do you feel like some of these young? There's been several guys that have come along lately that have been so good right out the gate. Jalen Hurts is a great example of a guy that was awesome like right away. I mean, he had a little bit of growing pains his first year, but... First year and a half. Yeah. And then that staff right. started playing directly to his strengths. Right. Remember, the, the they had trouble winning a game early yeah. in, in, in that coach's first year. And then all of a sudden in the second half of the season, they started playing to Jalen's strengths, and they started winning game after game. I think... I guess my question is, though, do you feel like guys having early success skews the way that some organizations handle this stuff? Yeah. I, I just feel like Justin Fields was un, unjustly scrutinized. I think part of that's because he's in Chicago. 
it's it's easy to pile on the big market teams when they're not very good. That's right. They've had a million different coaches, and they have no continuity and all that stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I also feel like when Justin Herbert is good like that and when Patrick Mahomes is good like that, all of a sudden, it put, it, you know, maybe it makes it harder on Justin Fields or for the Bears to have patience for Justin well, Fields. Well, Patrick Mahomes started the last game of his rookie year because right. it was a throwaway game. Right. He didn't start until his second year, which is always reasonable to do. You force these guys into play if they make it through it. Right? On a bad team? Yeah. I mean, I always go back to Troy Aikman. He was 0-10 or 0-11 or something right. like that as a starter. As a ring. Well, he made it through it both physically and mentally. And he became, you know, a Hall of Fame player. I mean, and Peyton the Manning, team got better as he got better. Peyton Manning set the NFL record for picks in a single season yeah. his rookie year. Yeah, we played against him his rookie year. <laughs> and he became the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, but there was... There was confidence behind him. Yeah. There, the, the, the coaches, uh, they, they would publicly just say, we don't care. Yeah. He's getting better every game. Uh, uh, and there, there will be setbacks. Also, Justin Fields doesn't have that behind him there in Chicago. And it's just not a very good team. It's very difficult to play quarterback at a high level, yes. at a production high level. When you're on a bad team, for it's sure. just difficult because you're going to be behind by 10 or 14 right. points with eight minutes left. Right. And most of the time, what happens? A young inexperienced is going to throw a pick or two. And it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't. It's not like I remember with those young guys. Hey, this will never happen again. Look, at when we're down 10 points with two minutes left, the last thing we're going to do is throw an interception. Right. We're going to score. But it's not going to look like this film that I'm showing them. One afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Stockman Bank blends traditional Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technologies. They provide time-tested products and services who truly care about you and your financial success. Marty Mordewig uh, in studio with us. It also wasn't surprising that the Bears went nuts on Thursday night right after the passing of one of the all-time legends in the NFL, Dick Butkus. Coach, you're a... a, a an age where you probably remember. I met him. And, uh, no, it was after he was done. Sure, you know. but I mean, you probably remember when you were a kid watching oh. him play. I mean, this guy was like larger than life. I mean, he, you know, Monsters of the Midway and Dick Butkin. I mean, this guy, he was like one of the, the first NFL icons. Okay, so how do you get respect in the National Football League, right? The wow factor. Wow. Yes. The talent, right? Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, right? Uh, in the first two or three days, you're going to go wow. About 10 times, right? Yes. All right, so you get it like that. You get it with a high level of play on a consistent basis. That takes some time. And then toughness. Yeah. Okay, those are the three ways. Dick Buckus played the game in a physical, tough, hitting type of manner. And what respect that he had from not only his own teammates, but every other player in the National Football League. Uh, some of the quotes that came out. Uh, uh, even before his passing, but right. certainly uh, when he passed. Well, I was just laughing. What great respect they had for the, for that man. One of the most fun parts about sports is comparing greatness, comparing generations. But I have heard a lot of pundits, but this is before Dick Butkus' is passing, but saying, oh, you know, this guy could never play in the modern NFL. He's too slow. He couldn't kind of cover a running back out of the flats. That is so un... It's such a narrow view because... He, the mentality, the toughness, and the way to bring it, he would just adjust. He would probably yeah. just play a different position. Of course, he yeah. couldn't cover Christian McCaffrey in space. Right. But he probably just put on 20 pounds and be a defensive tackle and wreck everybody's. I mean, 
the yeah. mentality is impossible to replace. That's you're exactly right. All those great players from past generations could play today, oh, but yeah. like you said, they would adjust. Yeah, uh, and they may even be playing like you said. That's interesting. A different position. Sure. But they're football players. Exactly. And that hasn't changed. <laughs> Progression and regression. The uh, number one regression I saw yesterday, and I know you can't make too much. As Coach always says, the NFL season is a marathon. But the Baltimore Ravens got into a, you know, a classic Steelers-Ravens game yesterday in Pittsburgh. But down the stretch, the Ravens were... They were they were a mess. I mean, Marlon Humphrey, who's coming off surgery, I know that that's you know part of it, but he missed a tackle on what amounted to be the game winning score. Lamar Jackson two turnovers in the fourth quarter, and uh, he just looked a little bit. I don't know. He he didn't have that ferocious swagger like he has the first month of the year. They're going to figure out a way to bounce back. It's going to be a weird trip to London to play the Titans. The Ravens are not cooked by any means. I just thought that we've saw, we've seen in the first five games of the year. The best and the worst of Lamar Jackson already. Yeah, well, I guess you could put it that way. Look, at Lamar's got to play better. That team's too loaded to be three yes. and two yes. against against the teams they've played, and they're they're a much better put together personnel wise football team than Pittsburgh is right now. They they just are. They are. And 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 for them to lose a game, especially like that, look, Lamar's got to lead that team. That's right. He's got to right. lead the team into the end zone. Time after time, he's got to lead them to wins. Time after time, back to back to back. So so they'll be fine. I'm with you on that. They'll be fine. But Lamar has got to take care of the football, period. Yes. Uh, good good quarterbacks. So Look at quarterbacks, right? Some guys just take care of the ball better than others. Be the guy that takes care of the ball. Other progressions. We talked about Jacksonville and the fact they were in uh, London for two weeks in a row, I thought it was a huge advantage. They also turned a major corner, though, because I thought they were one of the most disappointing teams to start the year, and they looked really good the last two weeks. Trevor Lawrence is so tough. I mean, he was getting just destroyed by the Buffalo defense yesterday. They were giving him the Theragun on the on the sideline because he had a busted-up calf and ankle, and he just kept with it, kept in there. The Bills' defense actually played great yesterday, and the, the Jags kept going, kept going, kept going. So I thought that was a big step forward. They come back from the other side of the pond with a winning record. I also thought Atlanta. I was sitting here last week saying, man, Atlanta's got way too much talent on offense to be letting this third-round pick run the show and Desmond Ritter. What the heck do I know? Desmond Ritter went nuts yesterday, threw for 329 yards and three touchdowns, and uh, Atlanta gets a, another close win. So now they have two two of their wins, Coach, are by a total of three points. Yeah. But, I mean, that's how you turn the corner when you're a young team. I will tell you, you have, must win close games. I remember... Uh, I was coaching a team where we ended up going, uh, what, nine and seven, I believe, and we won like five really close games. Yeah. And we had a young And the next year, we were about the same team, but we lost like four of those five. So the record was looked much worse, but we were about the same right. team. You just have to win those close games. London was good. To Jacksonville, yes, I want to say. And then Ritter can play now. I, I sort of liked him coming out. He He's just – and I'm not sure that team is fully developed yet. So no. hopefully – here's what you hope, right? The Ritter, as he gets gains experience and gets better, that team gets better and better and better as well. A couple other pieces of progress. I thought that the Detroit Lions, again, they, they looked great in the opener against Kansas City when they stole in there, and they just kept building momentum, and they didn't have uh, – 
Amon St. Ra, or uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, excuse me, their their top wide receiver. They didn't have Jameer Gibbs, one of their top running backs, and it didn't matter. I know it's the Panthers. The Panthers haven't won a game yet. The Panthers are going to have a long year. But the way the Lions are doing it, I mean, they're, they're just playing with a certain level of intensity that's uh, it, it's got them on the map. You had them in your in your power rankings last week, and I, I tend to agree now. Uh, now, listen, the Lions are for real. They uh, are. Uh, here, here's the deal. They're they're well-put-together team now, right? And what were they missing last year? They were missing basically a defense. I mean, some of the yeah. numbers, Aaron Glenn's a good friend of mine. Yep, He's defensive the defensive coordinator. coordinator. Yep. Okay, infuse the defense with some talented players. They've done that to some extent. So I, I thought if the Lions were just mediocre on defense, they went a, a few more games last year. I think they're a little bit better for sure. Than mediocre this year yeah. because they've infused with talent. Aaron Gled's guiding that, that, that team. He's got some experience now. Yep. I, are they are they a playoff team? Absolutely. Yes. Are they a serious Super Bowl team? I absolutely think there's a possibility, if not probability, that that could occur. Certainly. One uh, other uh, piece of progress and one uh, other piece of regression that we'll get to. We won't get to all of them on my list. But uh, I thought that the Cincinnati Bengals turned a major corner yesterday. Sometimes you just got to keep it simple. When you got one of the best players in the NFL, let him belly out. Let him just throw him the ball. They, they targeted Jamar Chase 21 times yesterday, and he caught 15 passes. Well, it just goes back. You and I have talked about it. That, I always thought as an offensive coordinator, that was my duty. That was my responsibility. Yeah. Not only to use all the eligible runners and receivers to, to, to keep your uh, opponent off balance, but get the football to your best players. Why? They win games for you. Get it to them early. My, my whole thing, I want to get it to them early, get it to them often throughout the game, and then get it to them when the game's on the line because they win the games for you. The What, what I got to point out, I don't even want to spend any time debating it, is the Patriots. The Patriots are, I mean, mm. they are just a complete and utter shell of what they once were. They've lost it across the board. The Patriot way and all the culture that they had and all that, it just doesn't seem to be there. But more than anything, they just don't have the horses. They just right. don't have the guys. And it's 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 pretty crazy to watch this happen because Bill Belichick is definitely one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. It's kind of crazy to watch it all fall apart. Well, that goes to show I always thought, uh, you know, a head coach really – uh, can do his job really well, can make a huge difference with a really good football team, you know? Uh, but when you don't have the fellas there, even Bill Belichick will struggle to win a game. Uh, you know, so you got to give these really good coaches enough ammunition to show what they can do. I got to get your thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys. We'll do that on the other side. Plus, we'll give you a little preview on Monday Night Football. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, presented by Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking and Montana's brand of NFL. More right after this. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now. 2.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, probably presented by Stockman Bank. 
we get some Monday Night Football action. But, Coach, i got to ask you here before we uh, get you out of here. The San Francisco 49ers looked tremendous last night. The Dallas Cowboys did not. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, a, it's an interesting deal because the Cowboys have pounded a couple bad teams this year, but they're still in this weird spin cycle. You know, it goes back, I guess, to my days in Philadelphia, you know, a decade. And Dallas was always really talented. Yes. And we would just kick their bleep, bleep. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, almost every time it was sick. They won like one playoff game right. in a decade. It yes. was crazy. They were crazy talented. I kind of root for the Cowboys a little bit because I grew up for many years, you know, born in Oklahoma, raised yeah. young, young life in, in Texas there. So, but it just seems that it's odd that way with Dallas. Now, look, at they got an owner slash GM, okay, uh, so I'm wondering throughout the decade. Now, look, they've won Super Bowls back in the day. Yeah, right. But Jimmy they've only Johnson won two playoff Barry. games since then. Since then, right. So is, is, is the hierarchy, is there something that's missing there? Yeah. Or, or is, there, is there not enough air between the owner and players? Or is there too much? Or is there, is there not enough air between the coach and the player? You know what I'm saying, yes. right? Uh, I just there's something there missing. Only about a minute left, but we got to give you a preview of Monday Night Football tonight. Packers at Raiders in Vegas. Coach, I actually think this is a, a game where we're going to learn a lot about both these teams. I have no idea if these teams – I don't think they're, either of them are bad. I have no idea if either one of them is good. I think we're going to learn something about both of them tonight. I agree 100% with you. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering. Is it the wife's trip for the Packers in <laughs> Vegas? And then I'm look, and I'm biased. Go pack, go! Yep. I'm 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 all for the Packers uh, today. So, uh, but the wife's trip uh, is very important, uh, and that might end up being one of the ramifications on the betting sites and so forth. For huh? sure, they they should do statistics <laughs> on that, right? The Raiders are minus two and a half point, two and a half point favorites tonight. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo likely not going to play, so yeah, that's that surprised a, that's a me. Really interesting line. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be a great game tonight. We will have a full prep scoreboard for you tomorrow. Justin Angle, the business angle, and our Grizz Star of the Week, plus reactions from Monday Night Football. Thanks for being here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.